0: You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious
1: crafters, and we craft very serious crafts. Very serious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast is brought to you by Barocco Yarn.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied,
2: I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And I'm
0: Haley from Red Handled Scissors. Today, I don't really know what we're talking about, but I do know that Molly is actually sitting next to me in the very same room, and I'm just so excited that I can't even
2: read the rest of the <laughs> the intro, so, so that's happening. Yeah, that is happening. This is very exciting, being here in uh, New York with you and, like... It's caused some weird problems with recording in person <laughs> that we thought would actually, we thought this would be simpler, but it's been weird,
0: but that's okay. Yeah, it turns out it's, it's not so simple. The, we, we have had multiple sound glitches. It's been a whole thing, so I, I don't even know.
2: It but, doesn't matter. <laughs> we're hanging out. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm it, just,
1: exactly. I'm just sitting over here in my little dungeon alone. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Jealous. Um,
0: Oh, we wish you were here. Yeah. We're going to go to yarn stores and fabric stores.
1: I feel like I'm on a timeout. Oh, (laughs) what did I do? We still love you, though. It's true. We do. (laughs) And if we could just
2: zap you here in like a little time traveler or space traveler, I don't know what that would be.
0: I mean, if you were to jump into my TARDIS dress, Uh and, um, I mean, that's a really imprecise thing. So you would probably end up, like, I don't know, in Connecticut in, I don't know, 1683. Yep.
2: Yep. So not helpful. Now I gotta find out what's going on in Connecticut in 1683. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea.
0: Something, I'm sure. Yeah. So, can I tell you about an embarrassing thing that that happened to me for the craft supply? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, so, I've been finishing up twelve cross stitch projects this week, and I had the bright idea to wash, stretch, and press them all in like a few hour span in one day. And so, I had all of my like my ironing board and my iron and everything ready because if you don't immediately press, damp, cross-stitch to get the water out, the dyes can run. Like, it's a whole thing. And so I forgot that I have a fancy iron. And um, I have one of those Aliso Pro irons that has the... Oh, it's Simon Cat. Hello, Hi. Simon. Um, you can come up. You can pick him up. Uh, I have one of those...
2: He doesn't want that. <laughs> He's having none of it.
0: Um, my cat has changed his mind. Um, but so I have one of those irons that has an anti-scorching robotic mechanism. So if you let go of it, it knows you have let go of it and it levitates a on, on some feet. I, I have a, I think I put a video of it on my Instagram a couple of years ago because I was just so delighted. Um, <laughs> but I forgot that it moves on its own. And so I was like in full headphones listening to audiobook mode. Or actually, no, I was listening to a paranormal podcast. That, oh. was, all, that was what was happening. And I made the mistake of moving my iron and it rose up... And I screamed so loud because I wasn't expecting it to move. Like I hadn't been using it. This was just like in preparation for using it. So it was plugged in, but it wasn't, it wasn't turned on and it wasn't hot yet. So I just, oh, and my neighbors could definitely hear me and it was really embarrassing.
1: (laughs) You didn't get burned,
0: did you? No, it wasn't even turned... Like, the heat settings weren't even on yet. I had just plugged it in and was, like, moving it over to the side to put it where it belonged.
1: And
0: And it makes this, like,
1: noise. And, oh. So Molly's got a haunted doll, and you have a haunted iron.
2: Watch out, (sighs) Heidi. It's coming for you.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully... My pom-pom costume will not be haunted as I continue to work on it.
2: It is for Halloween, so you never know.
1: Yeah. Like what day is today? October 3rd, that we're recording? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got plenty of time to actually finish this, um, but I'm showing Haley and Molly where I'm at right now. So um, right now it's like half of a sphere shape.
0: I mean, it really does look like a Care Bear belly at this point.
2: <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I thought, t- take this the right way. Uh-huh. I, I, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> oversized toilet seat, yep. uh, seat cover. Yep. Yeah. Oh. That's exactly where I thought yep. you were going. Yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that my grandparents had that one in that
1: exact color. Yeah, it's, I had it's light one in blue. College.
0: Nice. My mom made sure that I, was... I had like the full bath mat thing, and I had never not had one of those on the toilet because i grew up in the midwest so when i got my own college apartment i definitely owned one yeah
1: yeah no you're not you're not wrong it definitely looks like um a fuzzy toilet seat cover right now but But it looks so
0: good yeah i think it's gonna look it's gonna be impressive
1: it's It's gonna be more than six pounds of yarn will i finish who knows
2: (laughs) i mean there's always next
1: year if you don't yeah (laughs) Year, or,
2: well, a one-year-long Halloween costume. That's no, you'll get there.
1: Yeah, I mean, and worst-case scenario, well, I'll I'll have to hop on board the train of shame, and I won't. <laughs> it won't be the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: we all have to ride that train every once in a while.
1: Mm-hmm. It happens. <laughs> yeah. So while I'm in my dungeon making a giant spherical bath mat, you guys are in New York having fun. <laughs>
0: I mean, I live here. So
2: oh <laughs> I'm living life normally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we've been, I, I got here yesterday and we have already been to Pearl Soho. Yeah. And I mean, that's the first required stop, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like on the way
0: from the airport, you have to do yeah. the detour. <laughs> well,
2: this was um, post Eileen's Cheesecake, which was a oh, good, nicely combination. done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Very so done. I,
2: I I can say with confidence that I highly recommend the mango and the uh, caramel pecan Ooh. cheesecake. That sounds really good. I so. can I eat? That's right. So also, while <laughs> we should, we should point out that while, while we're recording, I'm I'm actually here in in New York not just to record a podcast. Actually, primarily it was to meet up with my friend Katie. Katie Greenbean, who we've talked about before, and she's in the background. Hi. And she's Hi. hot, saying hello and listening into at least half of the podcast right now <laughs> because she can't hear Heidi. But uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so she recommends the cannoli from Eileen's Cheesecake. Uh, and she also had, would you have cheese, uh, cherry cheesecake too? Yeah, I'm, I was all about the cannoli though. Okay. She's <laughs> all about the cannoli. <laughs> I mean, you gotta eat cannolis when you're in New York. Yeah, it's, it, I think it was like a, well, leave the cherry cheesecake and take the cannoli kind of a thing. <clears throat> I mean, why not? <laughs> it makes complete sense to me. Yeah, so that was, that was a good plan. And then now we're off to more, more food and crafting. Trips, which, which seems very reasonable to me. Yeah, and we we were saying the best part about this trip, with no offense to our loved ones that we sometimes travel with, <laughs> we have not had to like put anyone in the husband or boyfriend chair. Usually, my sister's <laughs> sitting in the boyfriend husband chair, and um, she just sort of I you know, hate that terminology. <laughs> I know, <laughs> so
1: I know, hard same.
2: She's obviously yeah. she's a sister, she doesn't fit, but she's the it's really the non crafter chair. Which
0: seems reasonable to me. There, there was a whole bunch of drama at a recent quilting show about the what to call the lounge. Yeah, and oh, I have feelings and opinions, but we won't go into exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, I wanted to tell you guys that the sushi Rolodex that we dreamed about in episode twelve, our million um, dollar idea. Yes, our. uh, our very, very big idea, yes. Um, and, and the thing, I believe it came from the sushi obsession.
2: It didn't start yeah. the sushi obsession, right? I, well, I started with sushi and then we. And then just, it went, yeah, from there. went from there. Well, <laughs> apparently,
0: that sushi Rolodex may soon be a reality because of one of our listeners um, who also left a comment on our website to tell us about it. Um, So, can I read you this comment from Cindy G? Yes, please. Please. Hi, Cindy. Yeah, thanks, Um, Cindy. (laughs) Okay, so here's Cindy's comment. So, after listening to this podcast, I had to have sushi for dinner. And then I had to buy a Rolodex because Haley's random comment about using color-coded cards in a file got me thinking that I could organize my craft projects, ideas, plans, and projects that I have supplies for, WIPs, finished projects for me, finished projects for others, um, and Rolodex. I might even give it a custom non-sushi treatment. Oh, Oh, come (laughs) now. Uh, Although I'm not sure I can deface a vintage Rolodex.
1: Valid. Valid. That is
0: fair. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think... The one I ordered comes with cards, but I did also buy a silhouette cut file for Rolodex cards. So Smart. There we go. Now we know that, that, that yep. those exist. Smart. Uh, so I might have to cut out some pretty cardstock. And maybe I can use stamps and make the plain ones pretty. And right there, I have two cards to put in my ideas and plans section. <laughs> Thanks for such a fun podcast. I really enjoy listening while I'm driving, and it helps me to drive the speed <laughs> limit, too. So w- I didn't know we were doing that service. But
2: apparently, there's just something about the pace of the podcast that keeps you on track on the road. Soothing. So thanks, Cindy. That was a really nice comment, and it yeah, made our day.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. And um, if you also want to chime in on anything, go ahead and let us know on our website, which is... Veryseriouscrafts.com, and uh, look for us on social media at Serious Crafts. And um, if your comment is compelling, we will read it on air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good qualifier. <laughs> or if we just think it's funny, or
2: you know, yeah, there you
0: go. There are many reasons, but you should you should tell us what you're thinking about anyway. Yeah,
2: yeah, yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, since I'm actually here in person with. Haley, we thought we would do a like a little chatting here about how we have all met each other in quote real life. Uh because as internet friends, that's one of those things that you do sometimes. You meet people in real life. <laughs> yeah, and now we've officially all actually <laughs> yeah, met each other in real life. Today, like an hour ago, was the first time that Haley and I were ever in actually physically present with each other and so this was our first meetup.
1: That's so crazy.
2: Yeah, which is super weird since know. we've known
0: each other on the internet for
2: years. Yeah. It's <laughs> a really a long point.
0: Time. And um and well, I met Heidi many years ago also in person. I can't remember No, I I knew you on the internet Mm -hmm. very slightly before I met you in person. Mm -hmm.
1: And we were at a a Craft and Hobby Association conference in Chicago, I think. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, I was like 23 or maybe 24. And I was just like lurking around being like, I don't even know how I got in here, but this is crazy. I don't know what any of this is. And then you walked you were up
0: wearing a really cute dress. I remember
1: that. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> and then you came up to me, and I definitely knew who you were because, like I've said on this podcast before, two you two are probably on a short of a short list of less than five people who, like, were kind of the final inspiration for me starting doing crafts as like a blog and a job. Aww. did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that? That's really sweet. Yeah, that's why when you guys asked me to do this podcast, I was like, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, i remember seeing you standing like i think you had just walked into the trade show i before, think i was just and i in, remember yeah. seeing you standing and just looking around <laughs> as as like just taking it all in but not moving and yeah. i was like oh, I know that look. That is, I have
1: not done this before look. And, oh, actually, I also, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, and I think you specifically said, hi, I know you from the internet. And I think I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I must have had, it must have been far enough in, like I must have been, had arrived the night before or something because mm-hmm. I already had my, I have what I call trade show Haley. Um, because I am on the autism spectrum and I'm kind of awkward in social situations, like until I get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so because I do demos and booths and go to trade shows and such, and I also did the same thing when I was in book publishing, I developed a trade show personality Yeah, and it is... A lot of work to keep up, but also works really, really well at countering trade show awkward. So I'm sure that you encountered me when it was still like shiny and new and I wasn't totally exhausted. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I have, I'm pretty good at hiding it, but I do have a little bit of social anxiety, and I, I'm pretty sure I had done what I often do when I'm especially feeling anxious or trying something new, where I, like, inform the person that I'm probably going to be awkward because I'm nervous, and then I think you were <laughs> like, well, I have Asperger's, let's go! That's <laughs> I think true, that's and then I brought you around <laughs> and introduced you to everyone. I think so. <laughs> I, I think you were like, let's go meet the Crafty Chica, and I was like, What?
0: but the funny thing is i probably just so badly didn't want to like go by myself (laughs) (laughs) that it was perfect that you existed
1: yeah so Uh,
0: yeah i knew immediately that we were going to be friends i was like okay yep yep that that will
1: be i can clock this weirdo i mean
0: Honestly, you know your own. Yeah. Like, I can spot someone who who I'm going to click with from across the room, usually. Mm -hmm. Probably because they're standing paralyzed. (laughs) (laughs) Looking like, oh, no, 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 no. That's really funny. Well, Well, how
2: um... did you and Molly
0: meet?
2: We met um, years ago. Well, I'm going to say this as if, oh, I used to have these... Stitching get-togethers, well, it happened twice, but... (laughs) Whatever, own it. Yeah, exactly. I intended to do it more often, but it is one of those things where I think, this is a good idea. And then when it comes down to, like, planning it and thinking, okay, and now I'm going to invite all these people that I don't know, and I'm going to have to, like, look like I have it all together, and I don't feel like I have it all together, because I probably don't. Oh, welcome to my anxiety about my book release party on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I two I did two and they were great because I met two people that I've actually had had great connections with probably even more than that um, and Heidi is one of them so it was oh yeah so I thing. had I had yeah. this little stitching uh, gathering and we met at a coffee shop slash chocolate fondue. Place near me. Oh, that's a terrible and wonderful idea. <laughs> yeah, they also have amazing gelato and, and other goodies. But, uh, yeah, so I set I said... That's asking for fills and also <laughs> fine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we literally we were embroidering with a pot of chocolate fondue in the middle of the table. <laughs> but you know what? Hey!
0: Take risks. I mean, there are very few things that uh, a little spritz of Aquanet can't take care of.
2: I have not tried that.
0: Oh! Hairspray, it takes out, especially like old school Aquanet, okay. will take out just about any stain.
2: Interesting. Including like
0: permanent marker and stuff. Huh.
2: Well, I'll bring that to the next Stitch Gathering with Chocolate fondue.
1: <laughs> Let's try it as she pours like syrup all over a white piece I'm of cloth. I'm not saying it's a
0: good idea. <laughs> I'm just saying that
2: should the worst happen. Mm. Okay.
0: Uh, there are
2: ways. Well, I don't remember there being any major spills that day. But, uh, yeah, so we... I feel like I should knock on wood, like, retroactively. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so I had this gathering, and Heidi came out all the way from Chicago on the train, and...
1: No, I drove, I how... and it was like 80 minutes. Traffic was weird that day.
2: Yeah, I and I just remember <laughs> being so impressed, because I hadn't really met Heidi before that, even... I. Maybe I'd seen your blog a few times mm-hmm. um, before that, but I remember going, wow, this person that we really have not ha- had, like, a relationship before this, spent all this time coming out from Chicago, and I was so, I felt so honored.
1: Aww.
2: And... <laughs> I felt and really we, awkward, because that's
1: social anxiety for um, you.
2: <laughs> well, if you have a gathering like that, and you have a mix of who knows who's going to come, and mm-hmm. so I had a mom with a brand new baby there, I remember. Yeah, that's and my and
1: friend Elisa, actually, and we had met in Chicago. She lives in the city. Okay. Um, and she now has three kids, and she's uh, fostering at least two on top of that right now. She's like amazing.
0: That's a lot yeah. of work. Oh, yeah. Simon, I was that's like, back. what's grabbing my um, leg?
2: I didn't think yeah. it was Molly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: dear. It was uh, the cat. It was the cat. <laughs> and so we, and so I brought with this this project to make, well, to uh, to do embroidery that was there, if, or if people wanted to bring their own projects. And so I had patterns and fabric, and we, I had it so we were making little pin cushions, and it, we filled them with rice instead of, you know, other things that might you might use in a pin cushion, so that it had a nice weight. And I remember sometime after, mm-hmm. I don't know if you even remember this, Heidi, you contacting me and saying, so, the pin cushion. <laughs> Uh oh. Got mice. <laughs>
1: oh. It did. No. <laughs> yep. That's so horrible. No, the little box that it was in with my other embroidery stuff, there was all kinds of turds and just like a hole in the <laughs> pincushion.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, our.
2: I'm lived... sorry to anybody else who made a pincushion that day as well.
1: <laughs> no, I lived in a crappy Simon, apartment. Do
2: you need to my stuff.
0: Simon is on the projects I'm about to mail out He's that, blessing That him. is what he's doing
1: Good job, Simon
0: He's like butt down on, on the projects um, Simon is my cat, if that wasn't <laughs> clear
1: <laughs> And not your partner
0: <laughs> No, my partner's name is Jeremy and He's not at home right now
1: <laughs> And he's not putting his butt on your work
0: No, not
2: currently <laughs> We interrupt this silliness for a brief word from our sponsor.
0: Baroco Yarns are known for their quality and affordability. At its heart, Baroco is a design company that makes yarn, and it shows in the beautiful knitting and crochet patterns and pattern books. Find out more at baroco.com.
2: And now back to more Cats and Crafts. So, anyway. <laughs> speaking of of my cat
0: putting his butt on the <laughs> <laughs> Which he is sitting right behind me doing exactly that right now and sort of glaring. Ooh. Yeah. it. Yeah. it's
2: like, try and stop me. And it's like...
1: <laughs> he very much is.
0: Oh, it's... The, I'm getting like the, the cat death glare. The, pardon me, but I do believe it's lunchtime glare. Um, so... Living in a very small apartment with a very small workspace that doesn't actually have any doors that I can close to, say, remove my four-legged creature, who is still glaring at me in a really terrifying way, um, hmm, uh, (laughs) is a challenge, especially when you're making things both for a living and also, like, Things that are going to leave your apartment. And so, um, and especially if you're juggling more than one project at once. Yeah. So, I am in sort of a constant state of having to protect my projects from my elderly cat and also protecting my elderly cat from my projects mm-hmm. because I can't close the door and I have, you know, like a wall of scissors. And like, there, there's a lot going on that could get problematic pretty quickly. And so I often find myself, and I know that you guys both have pets, so I'm sure that you, that you've experienced the siren call of the rotary cutter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, if you get a rotary cutter out, any creature that lives in your apartment is going to show up and want to be on the table that you are
2: cutting with this rotary cutter. Okay, that hasn't happened with my cat but if i have cleared the kitchen counter to spread out the raw yeah, cutter, and mm-hmm. i mean i will take the blame sometimes it's just my poor timing but i swear everyone in the house suddenly needs to come in and prepare all of the food <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that happens with the kitchen table like
0: yeah. everyone and by everyone i mean me or my spouse <laughs> Just start piling stuff on my cleared kitchen table. Yeah. Like, come on. But so whenever I get out the rotary cutter, that is when my cat needs to jump up onto my work table. And so there will just be like silence in my apartment. And then all of a sudden me yelling, rotary cutter, Simon, no, 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 sharp, sharp, rotary cutter, no, sharp, sharp. (laughs) And like the cat being like, whatever. What
1: are you going to do? Um, I want to put my butt on it.
0: Exactly. Well, he wants to jump up on the thing. Like, you can't even see. This is sharp. Stop it. But he also enjoys, like, my sewing machine has a light that, as most do, that shines... Onto the area of the fabric, mm-hmm. and Simon likes lights, like mm. as as a toy. Like it's not just laser pointers; you can turn on a flashlight, and my cat will be super <laughs> into it. Mm-hmm. And so he will just be chilling on my table, and then reach his paw, like just casually. <gasps> under he'll be like, "That's so risky, me. cat." <laughs> and I haven't like every time he's done it, I've managed to be like. <clears throat> Him and grab his paw and be like mm, no but it's um it's a challenge i also surround like if i've pressed something that needs to be flat to like finish drying or something i surround it with like a whole garrison of <laughs> of spray bottles mm-hmm. because when simon was younger i used to to get him to not, like, jump on the counter and stuff, I would spray him with water bottles. Yeah. Maybe. And so those, like, surround different areas uh, just as a silent threat.
2: <laughs> maybe, maybe those need to come out when you're rotary cutting.
0: Oh, that doesn't work because he can't see the top of the table. Oh. Like, he might see it when he hit the top of the okay. table and be like, nope. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... And because cats must sit on the one thing in the immediate area that is not like the other thing, so the pattern you're cutting out, (laughs) the thing you have just pressed, a pile of embroidery floss, like, it doesn't really matter, Mm um... It's a constant challenge with my cat. (laughs) And the only thing that works every once in a while, I will put like a cardboard box on my work table and that will like be a cat trap. (laughs) (laughs) And that works briefly, at least until I start, say, hand sewing something. And then Simon will be like, ooh, string. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to bite that. Yeah. It's like, Ugh. Well, I mean, my embroidery projects might not have m- my saliva on them, but they definitely have my cat's saliva.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I had a project that I did that had more than the cat's saliva on it, unfortunately. Oh, no.
1: Did you use hairspray to clean it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I, maybe I should have. It was okay. It, I was able to wash everything off, I think, but it was a not-quite-finished hand-embroidered and hand-paper-pieced uh, mini quilt that got a nice splotch of... Oh, no. ...cat on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cat. <laughs> mm. Not well, ideal. Yeah, so I had to clean it off, finish taking the photos, and then finish the project. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> I mean... I, I've had that particular thing. That that yeah. is why the projects that the cat is sitting on are in a plastic bag right yep. now. Lesson yeah. learned Molly because <laughs> cat butts, man, you can't trust them. Well, the no, this
2: wasn't exactly the cat butt. It, <laughs> oh, it came okay. from the other end. It was. We have a barfy uh, cat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. That cat is also
0: yeah. barfy. Like, I can hear cat horking mm-hmm. like in the middle of the night from yeah. anywhere in the apartment. Yeah. It's, it's like a parenting instinct only for cat barf. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And well, they that- Oh, they find the thing. <laughs> they find the thing you would not like them to barf on, and then they barf oh, like, immediately yeah. onto it. like the antique
2: needlepoint footstool.
1: Oh, my no. God. Uh,
2: At least it wasn't claws? True.
1: True. Ugh. Well, dogs, I will say, are a bit different than cats. Hot take. Wasn't sure if you knew. (laughs) Dogs are different than cats. No. Um, But they do like to also find whatever is absorbent and barf on it. It's just what it is. We just stopped using rugs for the most part. And if we ever redo the floors in our condo, we will just get rid of all the carpet. I don't even care. Area rugs are trendy enough anyway. (laughs) It's just easier. Because with hardwood floors, I can just run. I have a robot vacuum. I can just run it because the hair is real. Um, I have a chow mix. (laughs) Like, there's going to be hair. And, um, yeah. (laughs) And uh, Woodrow, the big one who likes to guard the door, as everyone who's ever listened to this podcast knows. um, (laughs) (laughs) He, uh... Shoot, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, so he had he had Giardia when we adopted him, so like a guts infection. Oh, so, Pixel
0: had that when we adopted Pixel. It was like and, it and was he like. gave it to Simon.
1: Yeah, oh. it was like six well, months. Has
0: IBS. It was not good. Oh.
1: Yeah, it was, like, Giarda is not an awesome thing for a pet to have. It was, like, six months, and he was two, and it was, like, six months of just, like, he can't, he's house trained, but he can't help it if he's not with a human at all times. So we had a lot of gross stuff to clean up. But this is gross, and not about crafts. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Um, But if, yeah, if we're talking specifically about crafts... Um, the dog, the dog version is, oh, you're knitting five to seven strands of intarsia at the same time. Let me walk between your legs and your work surface and just catch all the strands and keep walking oh. and think when you're like, stop my tension. Um, they think it's like fun. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, yeah. no, no,
1: no. And I'm such That's a... a
0: terrible per- idea.
1: And I, I'm such a perfectionist that I inevitably, um, like, tear out the last, like, two rows when that happens. It's not that often because they've yelled enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not awesome because they'll get caught on their, light like, collars and then they're like, Oh, uh, what's on me? This is terrible. And I'm like, yeah, I agree this is terrible, guys. Get it together.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> anyway... Um, so moving on <laughs> moving on from animal body fluids.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, but can you ever really move on? No.
1: <laughs> nope. It starts and it ends with fluids with animals every time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, daughter of a scientist. Once again. I'm um the
0: daughter of a forensic scientist. Yep, exactly. So.
1: <laughs> we know. We know that Haley and I are like, nothing's gross. (laughs) Um, But so the other thing I was going to talk about, and it's actually very fitting that I'm talking to you guys um, and mentioned earlier that you guys were kind of role models for me when I was starting out doing crafts a little bit more seriously. Um, So I've really been thinking lately about potentially like making blogging not a priority anymore. Like, still have the blog, but, like, let go of the, like, planned months in advance, like, editorial calendar and, like, hustling to get traffic. Um, I'm really thinking about letting that go in favor of, like, focusing on more serious design work. And basically, my topic was, like, my question was just, like, you guys are both published craft authors and have been doing this a little longer than me. Like, what do you think? Is this wild?
2: Yeah. I, my first thought was, I love that you are intentionally thinking about that as opposed to like for myself, it's just happened on its own. And I mm-hmm. I feel bad that that's happened, mm-hmm. but the reality is my work has changed and the focus has changed and the blogging world has changed. Yeah. And so it just naturally happened for me. But even you saying not planning months of editorial, I was like, what, you still do that? Oh, I'm failing so much. No, no I, I was having the same feeling.
1: Okay.
0: I i mean, I accidentally had that happen when I was writing Improper Cross Stitch. And then again, because I've been working on a, a second book project the past couple of months, and like something had to give.
1: Exactly. And
0: the thing that had the most flexibility that I had the most control over that wasn't like hard deadline driven for somebody else was my blog, and I I don't personally feel good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to. I don't necess- I don't need daily content on it, and have never like I used to do about content about three times a week mm-hmm. and I don't even need to do that but something solid weekly is I, I would like to do that yeah. because it for a while there it it seemed like it was like a quantity game
1: yeah um, for it was
0: traffic and also getting featured like when the big feature sites were how your traffic and ad revenue was truly driven, um, like before algorithms were a huge part of things when you would just see things in the order people posted them on Pinterest yeah like it mattered amazing. how amazing yeah <laughs> it mattered how frequently you posted how often you had new content but now it's honestly I think Instagram is probably the most important yeah uh, driver visibility wise and also like getting work and things like that. Like my website is a portfolio almost of like, see, yes, I can do this kind of design work. And so I think it's important. Um, but I I would like, I would like to do reasonably substantial content, which isn't necessarily a, a, a tutorial or something weekly. That would, I feel like that would be a good balance for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I just naturally, like Molly said, ended up needing to focus on something else, and that was where room to give existed. Yeah, that was
2: that was the exact same thing that happened with me. It just everything else that I'm working on or that I was working on had hard deadlines, and I was needing to take care of things for other people first. Yeah. And Well and you are generating fine. about that much content still though. You're just doing it for other outlets. I'm just outlets. doing it for other outlets, exactly. Yeah. So I'm blogging very you know, fairly regularly. It's just that it's for the Spruce Crafts or Handmade Charlotte. Um, there's a I have a monthly thing project that I do for Simply Sewing Magazine. So there's all of those things that I'm still creating and that just means that you know, I don't think that there's a I'd like to hope <laughs> that there's not a point where, like, the well runs dry.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: hoping. I'm holding on to that. Yeah. Uh, but there, there is a point where you just can't create that much content within your life and your, your days and your weeks yeah. without completely burning out yeah. or having a meltdown. Yeah. And so.
0: Yeah. And you can't be creative if you're brain doesn't have some off time exactly and i don't know it's it's definitely one of those i i I think also with the the expectations that exist for content i mean in the early days of blogging like your photos didn't need to be perfect and edited right like that
1: especially in crafts
0: yeah the yeah the good blogs that you that you That became big names had better photos, but they still didn't have like studio edited photography like exists now. Mm -hmm. And not every project also had a YouTube video that accompanied it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just the sheer amount of content that you're that you need to generate for each project like it's it's a lot more per project
2: now than it used to be, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I will say, part of, some of the posts that I create for the Spruce Crafts are roundup yeah. posts still, and I think that's still a thing that people are looking for yeah. ways to find a whole bunch of things in one spot. And as someone who creates those posts, I will say. I love finding new content that people are putting out on their blogs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It makes me sad. It's harder to find. It is harder to find. Exactly. So it makes me sad when I go looking for things and I go, oh, I've seen all of this before. Like a long time ago, I saw all this before. Mm -hmm. So I'm still hoping that there's good new things coming out on blogs. So from that standpoint, I would say, you know, don't abandon it. Yeah you know, maybe change how you do it. But I would also like to put this out for anyone listening who does create things on a craft blog. I would love it if everyone had large photos.
1: <laughs> yes. Without Please. text. Without um, text. Because a lot of times yes, with- when you're writing for their people, they that's a exactly. requirement.
2: Yep, without text. And a, a small watermark is not a problem, mm-hmm. but big text all over everything that doesn't help get your stuff featured, a large photo. Also, bear in mind, Pinterest likes vertical images, but for my use, I always have to do a landscape horizontal photo. So all vertical images is really hard too. But just think about how people might want to feature your stuff if that's your, a goal that you would have. Yeah. And if you're creating good content still, even if, it's, even if you're a blogger who only does something you know, a couple times a month, think about how that's going to play out for different purposes.
1: Yeah, being intentional, I think, is a thing that is not out there as like a pro tip for newer bloggers. I don't think there's like, hey, FYI, like maybe in every post, if you're going to do all the work of designing and photographing a free pattern or a tutorial or whatever, like, I try to always make sure I have at least one one vertical and one horizontal and ideally also a square image. So then I've got um, Pinterest, Instagram, and whatever else covered.
0: Yeah, I've always got it. I've got a Pinterest specific that usually has text. Yes, because that's big. That's big these days. Yeah. And I mean, it'll either be at the top or at the bottom. Like for old posts, I tack it onto the bottom. if I'm going to share it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, like it's and I do think that um there's such a for a while there the pro tip was you must continue to consistently generate content um or you're going to lose your audience mm-hmm. so people were just generating content to be generating content mm-hmm. um and honestly that's not as interesting as good content yeah yeah and I can say that, though, I think all of us have probably experienced, like, we're, we're not in the heyday of blogs anymore. No, it's um, past. The traffic that we used to get, Yeah, like, we aren't getting mm-hmm. anymore. And it's not, I mean, people are also, like, feed readers aren't the places that people are getting content. Like, it's a, it's a whole different, just in the past five years, it's changed. Yeah. A so awful much. lot. But... What hasn't changed is, like, good content matters. Like, I basically quite accidentally took many months off when I was working on Improper Cross Stitch. And I didn't lose my audience. Mm-hmm. Because I was talking to them somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I was talking to them on social media. They Like, I still existed, and I have a ton of evergreen content on my site that still shows up when you're searching for something. Mm -hmm. And, like, refreshing projects and, like, reposting them in Pinterest and things like that. That kept that going in a way that... I feel like five years ago, if I had done that, it would have been a really dramatically different experience. But I think what you're considering doing now is what I think most bloggers I know have either done accidentally and been very stressed out about it. Yeah. Or, um, <clears throat> or really need to think about doing and I think you're so smart to actually intentionally think about how you want it to look
1: yeah yeah I'm thinking like 2019's gonna come right up as we all know because it's about to be the holidays
2: yeah <laughs> and... uh, sh- yeah don't say sorry
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> um but yeah I was just like I've got I've been booking more collections and I think for a while I'll be like, the big anxiety with me is I'm like, but if I'm not putting out new content on the blog, it looks as though I'm not creating and that I'm not booking work. And I've had this other weird anxiety come up when I left my full-time job, because I had a job that required a master's degree, and that was a union job. Like, that was a big thing to step away from when oh, I stopped yeah. being a librarian. Um, and so I'm like, oh, my, everybody will think I left my job for nothing and that I'm just, like, depressed and doing nothing, but, like... I also am like in my 30s now, and I'm definitely experiencing the phenomenon that I think a lot of women are supposed to experience over the age of 30, which is like you have to just let go of people caring about or uh, let go of caring about what people think about you. And I think that that's another, like, good exercise for me as I continue to grow as an artist. Because I'm still going to make money. I think it's just going to dip for a while. Um, But then I think, as like, crescendo to even, like, more sustainable income.
2: Sometimes crafting is one of those things, I mean, like anything, that you do to pay the bills. And I remember back when I was doing graphic design, I frequently would digitize logos for people and it was fast and I did not make a whole lot of money from it, but I made enough money that when they all added up, it was like, okay, this, I need to just do these. They're not exciting, but there it yeah. is. And sometimes the craft work works the same way and it's not always glamorous. It's just kind of like I've been doing some knitting and crochet stitch samples for things and... That's not, like, that's just, you know, I, I feel like... I really like that kind somebody, of work. Well, but it's it's not, very satisfying. It's not creative work. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you do the work and you take the pictures and, you know, right. it's utility craft work. Yeah. Well, I think that so many
0: people, when they think of being, like, a professional crafter, only think of, like, the fun and creativity yeah. when, honestly, you're also doing, like, a, a physical manual skill. Guilt. Yes. And sometimes
2: you need to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean I think even Heidi, some of the videos and things that you do, yeah. You have great skill to show off in a video. I probably wouldn't be doing video of me working these things. I get them to work out and my I my my actual <laughs> hands are probably looking weird and, and all of that. But in reality Everyone's hands <laughs> look weird. <laughs> I what I was gonna say is by having to do like these utility photos mm-hmm. It really has brought me into a deeper love of knit and crochet that has gotten me excited again. So that was a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah I think it's really, really satisfying and fun to have to truly think through all of the steps. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like especially if you're doing, um, like technique step outs. That's yeah. actually one of my favorite things to do, um, because really, really, really understanding your craft makes you a better designer it makes you better at creating it makes you better
2: at the creative work yeah mm-hmm. also if you have to do that and you have a limited number of photos you can do it in uh-huh it totally changes the way you think about it because oh now that's it's like true what are the absolute essentials to show mm-hmm. versus yeah. just telling and yeah. honestly we should all do that yeah. yeah yeah like yeah a little self-editing is, is good mm-hmm. yeah yeah but other things that i have done because it was work, and I was, you know, I just, okay, well, I guess I'll do this. The first time I ever designed cross-stitch patterns was for that. I had mm. not done cross-stitch patterns, and someone came to me and said, would you like to do this? And I said, well, I don't really do that. And they said, but would you like to? And so I gave it a go, and, and now actually that's really fun to do. I enjoy designing cross-stitch patterns more than I enjoy stitching them, actually. So that has been an interesting experience. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I
0: can see that. I mean, cross stitch patterns. If your, if your mind works that way, they are they can be very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's sort it is sort of my favorite when someone approaches me and is like, "Hi, w- would you design this kind of project?" And it's a craft that I have never done before, <laughs> and I'm like. Yep. you how to do that. I mean I know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like I I, I I would be delighted. That would be no problem. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But my my latest thing that I did because it was well a gig. Here's your assignment is I've made a pair of enormous elf shoes. Which I love. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, it, that was, it was the Why didn't shoes. you wear them? I'm so disappointed. <laughs> they're so easy to take off your feet when you have to go through security at the airport, too. Jingle, jingle, jingle. I mean, they're slip-on. They are slip-on, exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining that conversation at, like, JFK or LaGuardia with the, the random, like, Brooklyn TSA agent who's just like,
2: come on. Yeah. They, they thought that they'd seen... Brooklyn, and then they were like, "Oh, this is Brooklyn to a new level," or maybe not. I don't know.
0: I mean, actually, it might not even be weird. I'm yeah. trying to decide. I, I'm trying to remember what the weirdest thing I've gone through security either wearing or carrying um, is, and, and I I would really have to think about it. There was there was there was an incident involving a needle holder once. Mm-hmm. Um, we should
2: we should talk about.
1: Yeah, I've craft supplies, supplies through plane. airports. At yeah, something. I've got a story too. <laughs> okay, all
2: right. adding it to the schedule for next. But
1: time. the the non crafty thing that's the weirdest thing I flew with was um, after um, my my mother in law passed away relatively suddenly about a year and a half ago, um, and she was fairly young. And so when she passed, she was she's a big gardener. She was a master gardener, and. Um, she, she passed away in the spring, and she lived in the South. And so she was in the middle of propagating a bunch of her houseplants for the season. And so when we were, like, getting the house ready for visitors... I was like, oh boy, she has like a full menagerie of all these beautiful plants. And I garden and my brother-in-law garden. So we were like, let's make sure we take cuttings of anything that matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I flew back to Chicago from an airport in Arkansas with a little baggie of a whole bunch of green stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, at least you weren't trying to fly internationally.
2: Yeah. And yeah, that they wouldn't have <laughs> flown.
0: <laughs> ah, oh, hey,
2: dad jokes.
0: Dad, dad, dad jokes. jokes. <laughs> All right. I mean, we needed one. We, we did, have yeah. checked off the ticky box. Yeah, I feel very good about our life choices.
1: Yep. Oh, this I, I hope that our very like low craft content is <laughs> <laughs> okay with everyone listening.
2: Oh, this was good.
0: This was good. This was. We talked about crafts, crafts and, and cat life butts and, and, and
1: travel.
0: Yeah, friends. We talked about friendship, guys. It's all about
1: friends. That's all you need <laughs> especially
0: crafty friends. Well, uh, crafting and podcast friends. I I think I think Molly and
2: I have to. Yeah, we've got a go. we've got a date with a yarn and craft store. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's gonna so be here go in my basement. And... Latch hooking for toilets.
2: Sorry, I'm going to all of these services. <laughs> are you spitting on my desk? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, and, and there's the bodily fluids again. Yeah. Right. No, there me. we are. <laughs> okay. And, and, and on this,
0: uh, on that note, um, now might be an excellent time to thank our sponsor. That's right. We're going to talk about yarn and love, okay? We are. Yarn it's and really, love. That's where we're headed. Yeah. Be good. And friendship. Yarn, love, and friendship. Okay. Anyway. Thank you so much to our sponsor, Baroco Yarn. Visit baroco.com, that's b e r r o c o.com to find beautiful yarn, patterns, inspiration, and more. And if you'd like to sponsor the Very Serious Crafts podcast, visit veryseriouscrafts.com and click sponsor.
2: Yes. And we will love you for it. We will. Yes. It keeps the podcasts coming. Mm-hmm. It does. It's true. Yeah. Yes. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. Be sure to visit veryseriouscrafts.com for show
1: notes, serious social media links, and more.